with the call of today's game on Fox Sports. Analyst Brock Hewer joins us now, and I think it's the first time we've had you on our air because we don't get a lot of Fox games, and you're a lot of times on college games. Brock, it's good to see you. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. It's, it's going to be fun. This is probably one of the more college environments for us because the booth is way up high. <laughs> it's not as big and comfy and cozy as uh, a number of these newer stadiums. It'll be a blast to watch. I think it's going to be a very competitive game, too. You are uh, normally on college football, right? You've been with Fox for about a year or so, but they've moved you over to NFL coverage. And, uh, yeah, the adjustment of that for you, this has got to be a little different prep, I would think, week to week. Well, you do the college games, and we were chatting off the air. This is much easier than the college game. Uh, The BYU-Utah game with 42 Polynesian players and 900 (laughs) vowels. You don't necessarily find any more in the NFL. So uh, the games are three hours or less, right? About 10 possessions each, 65 plays. Frankly, you know most of the players, and it's a huge kind of advantage for me. Um, a, lo- a little bit like Matt Rule, I was talking to him about this last week in the Carolina game. I mean, I know most of these guys through college, right? I know how to pronounce uh, Dare Ugumbawale because I had him in Wisconsin two or three times or Caleb on chase on, uh, you know, so it's, it's familiar names, a lot less of them on my board, a lot easier to enunciate and pronunciate. And, um, and the coaches, frankly, too, have been just terrific and transparent all the way along. So it's been a blast. Brock Heward with us has the call of the game today on Fox Sports. One of those names that you know how to pronounce is Gardner Minshew II, Jaguars quarterback. You've known him for a while. You're out in Seattle, of course, on radio and then covering the college games on Saturday and now NFL on Sunday. So you've known Gardner for a little bit. This is his year to prove that he can be the guy in the NFL. But it's funny because he probably shouldn't be in this position to begin with. He shouldn't even Mm -hmm. have played last year. Now he has the opportunity. What have you made of his season so far? Yeah, I talked to him a bunch uh, on Friday when we were out at the facility. First of all, he's 2-0 and when I've done his game, so he's <laughs> excited about that, and he knew that. Uh, secondly, he's a rental coog. He's not really from Wazoo. When you're there seven months, you're not really – people said, oh, you're a Husky, he's a cougar. I'm like, he's – he basically lived in a rental for seven months and made the most of it in his 11-win season. Is absolutely a character, as you and your audience knows, uh, having followed him the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I said to Gardner, I said, okay, when you're done playing and we, we know you want to coach, are you going to install an air raid system in your said high school or college, or do you like this pro-style stuff? And he didn't even hesitate. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm going air raid and <laughs> we're throwing the rock and spreading it everywhere and playing in space and simplifying. So to me, that's, that's the, the conversation is how much can he grow? We've seen Aaron Rodgers, our crew twice this year. And frankly, it's unfair what he's doing to defenses. He's taking them apart pre-snap. He's taking them apart at the snap. He's with his cadence. He's taking them apart post-snap in this day and age with very little stadium noise and everything else. I mean, it's just Russell Wilson, I watch up close back home as well. It's the same thing. And that's where Gardner, to me, is going to. It's not about his arm, athleticism. I think he's a smart guy. But can he command like you've got to do to be an elite guy at this level, down in, down out, series in, series out, game in, game out. And you're right. This is his prove-it season, Uh, even with a lot of young people around him and, and, and not nearly the defense they've had here in the past. 
That's what he's got to prove to this organization, to decision makers. Can he command the show at the line of scrimmage consistently like the great guys do? And right now, that's still, I think, to be fair, a work in progress. Yeah. How long does that process take to figure it out? We know how long he's going to have to figure it out. Can he do it in that amount of time? He has to show significant steps. You know, I remember Pete Carroll saying to me about Russell Wilson, it takes four or five years for you to get your master's degree, your true mastery of your system, of what defenses are doing. So he's not going to have four-year master's degree here in year number two and what his 18th start. But what you've got to see is that command grow over the course of the season, right? I mean, he's, he's his decision-making, touchdown interceptions, very good. His accuracy, to me, is just fine. But when you watch Aaron, when you watch Mahomes, when you watch Russell, when you watch those guys at the very, very top and you see, golly, how did they change that protection? How did they change that play? How did they keep the defense on guessing at all times? How, how did they constantly – get to the very best play uh, against anything thrown their way. That's what the very, very elite do at this level now in this day and age. And as I said, he's not going to get his master's degree, but he's got to work towards it over the course of the season. And uh, that's frankly what I'm excited to watch today uh, against the Detroit team that does a bunch of junk at the line of scrimmage, but ultimately plays a bunch of man behind it. Can he take advantage of it? Not for a series, not for a quarter, not for a half, can he do it for 60 minutes? Because this team will need him to. Brock Heward with us from Fox Sports. Balance has been the buzzword this week around TIAA Bank Field. Getting James Robinson more involved deeper into the game. He had only 13 carries last week in that loss in yeah. Houston. And it feels like that might take some of those things off Gardner's plate if they can balance things out for Jay Gruden. No question. And that sets up your movement where I think Gardner's very comfortable. That sets up more play action. And yeah, to be sitting there and, and to your point, a lot of it is situationally when you're behind, you've just frankly got to throw it more, but to be dead last in the league, 67% for an old old line coach like Doug Marone, that that's just not, that's not going to work. That's not how you're going to function. And on top of it, I really like your two tackles. I mean, Cam Robinson's in a contract year and you are seeing it. That guy is playing with a fury and a vengeance and a consistency he's not shown his previous three. Juwan Taylor on the other side, I don't know if they keep a pancake stat in the NFL, but if they did for offensive tackles, I promise you he would be high up there and well above average. He has some snap and some nastiness. Uh, A.J. Kant's having his best year as a pro. Linder is the center. Of salt. I mean, this is a above-average offensive line. And the fact that they're sitting there at 66% pass, that's not tenable, nor does it play to your strengths. And, and I would guess we're going to see a commitment to that run game today. Brock, you with us. Let's flip it to the Jaguars defense. Uh, they've had some injury issues as of late, but consistently throughout the year, they have struggled to find pass rush. One sack in each of the five games so far, and really not a lot of pressure on quarterbacks in general. Not many hits, not many pressures. It's crucial to get Matthew Stafford's face and make him move a little bit and dance those feet around. But if you don't, he has the awareness and the arm to carve yep. you up. Yes, he does. And, and I think you're going to see Todd Wash be more aggressive. Now, the, the burden is, to your point about some of the – the injuries, you know, you're going to, I think, see Correa start in their base package today. Wow. A guy that's had three days of work. You're going to see Jabal Sheard, in my opinion, uh, after about being here seven days. You're going to see him take some significant snaps today. So, I mean, guys, right, literally, right off the street in Sheard's case and, and Correa, totally different system. 
his third and four years. So uh, that that's going to be a little burdensome on the early downs. But I think you're going to see them cut it loose, especially if they get Detroit in the passing situations. While Detroit is – Galladay is a big receiver. They don't scare you with their speed. Amendola doesn't run that great. Marvin Jones isn't a blazer by league standards. So I think they're going to trust their people to play some man on the back end. And in any passing situation they can, they're going to crank it up. But, yeah, they're going to be down some bodies today uh, in that front. There's going to be some brand new faces that they're going to have to, to know the basics on early downs. And then to your point, you've got to get home. You've got to hit uh, Matthew Stafford. 24 QB hits on the year. Uh, that's near the bottom of the league. Uh, the good news for them is they're facing the worst in the league as far as pressure. Detroit has five sacks as well and only like 16 hits on the quarterback. So, yeah, the team that, that, that gets the grass stains on either Gardner, Gardner or Matthew more consistently is probably the team that's going to win. Final thought here with you, Brock. Uh, Brock Heward with us from Fox Sports. Uh, two top corners in the draft last year going head-to-head. Well, they're not going head-to-head, but they're on the same game <laughs> yeah. this week. Jeff Okuda and C.J. Henderson. Henderson was out last week with a shoulder. Sounds like he's good to go for today. Okuda, the higher of the draft picks last year. How about those two guys early in the season? Yeah, both of them stunted, you know, I think in their growth and development, a little bit by injury uh, for Akuda, especially with a hamstring that limited so much of his training camp. And Todd Wash was pretty honest with us. And we were talking about Chase on, not necessarily CJ, but it, but it relates in much the same way. And he said, man, these rookies, they're up against it more than any rookie class that he's ever seen, you know, because of this COVID situation, because of the CBA that uh, in, in all the new rules and regulations, both with COVID and the new CBA anyway, where these guys can't hit, can't play in pads. So uh, rookies are, are, yeah, and for rookie corners, especially top 10 corners that are counted on immediately to come in and be locked down, shut down guys, unrealistic uh, with the offseason and training camp. But both have certainly flashed. Both have had some picks. Both have had some tackles for loss and been disruptive guys. And I know this, both of them are highly athletic and have that athletic arrogance that you need at that position. Great stuff, Brock. Enjoy Jacksonville. Great to see you and talk to you. And we'll hopefully see you down the line soon. And enjoy those college boards this year. I, I, really, I, really do, I really do miss them. And who knows, maybe one day I'll see you on the road again.